You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast, the number one publication and resource for the Internet of Things. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon. If you are watching this on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast directory, please be sure to uh, subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they are out. On today's episode, we have Sharam Mozaebi, the CEO and founder of CryptoQuantique. They are a company that is building a very secure end-to-end IoT security platform, helping with building uh, and making available a scalable architecture to quickly and securely connect IoT devices to the cloud. Very interesting company. Um, the conversation I had uh, is was, was fantastic. I think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. We cover everything from IoT security opportunities, problems with IoT ecosystem at the moment, what can be done, how could people be thinking about that kind of stuff, uh, what companies need to do to protect themselves on the security front, um, and explaining what root of trust means, what PKI means, um, and, and why these are often um, hard to create. So a lot of stuff around security in this conversation. I definitely implore that you check out CryptoCritique see what they're doing. Uh, it's a very interesting and fascinating company. I think you get a lot of value, like I said. Um, but before we get into this, if any of you out there are looking to enter the fast-growing and profitable IoT market, but don't know where to start, check out our sponsor, Leverage. Leverage's IoT solutions development platform provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Sharam, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week. Uh, Hi, Ryan. Uh, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Looking forward to this conversation. Um, I love it if you could just kick us off by having you do a quick introduction about yourself to our audience. Sure. Um, uh, I'm Sharam Musayebi, co-founder and CEO of CryptoQuantique. CryptoQuantique is an IoT security company based in London. Uh, We are now six years old, uh, about 40 people. Fantastic. Tell us a little bit more, more about the company. Kind of um, what does crypto sure. quantity do? Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically what we do is um, securing the connected world with zero trust. By connected world, we mean um, anything that is connected from sensors to connected vehicles uh, uh, or uh, kind of, um, uh, or industrial things. Um by zero trust, we mean um, if today the end users or the OEM wants to achieve end-to-end security for the connected devices, they need to work with multiple players on the supply chain. Uh, and because of that, they need to deal with a lot of complexities, costs, and, and trust issues. Uh, we tra- we taking all of that away, making it, making it very simple to have a unified security from the device all the way to the cloud side. Um, and by doing so, we're reducing the cost and lowering the risk. Fantastic. And I, I love it because um, it's not every guest that I have on here is also the founder of a company, uh, of their company. Um, tell us a little bit more about the history of, of the company coming into existence, the opportunity you saw to start the company and kind of the journey. Sure. Um, so my, my background is in physics. Uh, uh, and after I graduated, uh, I started working as a software developer, and that's how I was introduced to to security aspect of things and cryptography, which was fascinating to me. Um, So I did a master degree in in cryptography at the University of London. And then towards the end of it, I came across quantum cryptography and uh, seemed like the destiny for me uh, uh, coming coming from physics and cryptography. 
so I was lucky enough to be offered the PhD position at University of London. Uh, after graduating uh, graduation, uh, I uh, started to work as a cybersecurity consultant, and uh, that's how I actually came about understanding real-world problem when it comes to security, um, uh, which kind of led into, okay, try to do something new and on my own and starting having ideas of how quantum technologies, how cryptography, how hardware and software security can come together to solve real world problems. Uh, and IoT was around the corner back in 2016. Uh, all these big hacks started to surface uh, in, in the industry from um, uh, 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 Mirai attack uh, to, to Jeep getting hacked, right. et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So it was keep coming. Uh, and for me was, well, starting learning about why that is happening and kind of realizing all of it is happening because there is no real end-to-end -end security inside those devices. So anyone could could basically uh, communicate with those devices, which was mm -hmm. the main, main problem. So yeah, so that's how about uh, I, I went about funding, um, founding uh, CryptoQuantic. That's fantastic. I uh, appreciate you kind of sharing that with us. Uh, so, so let's talk about IoT security for a second and um, mm -hmm. high, high level, um, how do you kind of view the current IoT security landscape and the general just IoT security opportunity that kind of exists for companies like yours? Okay, let's, let's take it a little bit at the higher, higher level. Um, uh, let's add a little bit of a business to it. Uh, so McKinsey predicted that the IoT market uh, value will be a trillion dollar, uh, will, will be up to twelve trillion dollar by by twenty thirty. So obviously there's this huge opportunity out there. There's a caveat to it though. So the, the, in reality, scaling IoT is not easy. Uh, it's it's time consuming. It's difficult. It's costly. Uh, and it's kind of discouraging people to actually scale uh, to actually deploy at a scale. When you look inside the main problems uh, at at the heart of it, uh, there are there are like four things which are kind of all around somehow security. One is, for instance, um, uh, how when when you want to do an IoT project, there's a lot of IT work that needs to be done and system integration that needs to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. uh, you're dealing with now edge security compared the, to the traditional enterprise security, so it's a little bit different. Uh, some seemingly a straightforward tasks such as secure connectivity in reality is actually very complex to actually get it done. Uh, interoperability, uh, privacy of the data, these, these bits are current challenges that are still exist around IoT and haven't been solved. Um, and the reason is, um, uh, ecosystem is very, very fragmented and no one really owns those problems to solve it. Um, uh, and there is no unified solution out there that the OEM or the end user says, okay, if I integrate this by design into my, pro into my product, then I'm done. I can just now focus on uh, creating value from my IoT rather than right. concentrating on how to deploy. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, when when we've talked about security in the past, it's been a mm -hmm. very interesting conversation. Um, there's de many different kind of thoughts and approaches to how security is implemented and how it's thought about. But from your perspective, what um, what general advice do you have for companies out there who are 
starting to venture down that security conversation. Um, because obviously it's never too early to get, get the security element kind of in place and be thinking about it. But just from a general sense, how do you, um, what advice do you have for companies out there that are starting to kind of go down that security path, starting to talk about it and, and, and maybe work with partners on how to kind of, uh, sort it out? Yeah. So I'm going to answer this with somehow also trying to tell your audience, um, how those problems can be solved. Um. I guess for 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 an OEM or a device manufacturer who try to build an IoT device, the the question is how to how to trust the ecosystem or how to trust how to trust the device. If you can trust, if you have a way to trust your device that you're supposed to build, and then if you can automate that trusted relationship with the device between all the parties involved in manufacturing, deployment, and then value creation on the IoT side you basically are able to solve those problems um, and then be able to, uh, to, to deploy at a scale. How do you trust the device? Uh, by deploying, by exploiting unforgeable identity inside the device. Unforgeable identity is something that comes from the DNA of the device, is unique to that device, is unforgeable as the name suggests, is unpredictable, is unknown to everyone. Uh, and cryptographically provable, so you can you can use it as a as a trust anchor to the device, and then to build that trusted relationship. Mm -hmm. So so the first step as a as an OEM as a user of the IoT is to look inside your device to ask your semiconductor company, do you have an unforgeable identity inside the MCU or inside the secure element that you're selling me, that I supposed to go to my IoT device? That's that's right. the, basically the first system. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Now, um, when when you all kind of look at the market and kind of see how things are going in the IoT ecosystem in general, mm -hmm. what do you see as the biggest problems that kind of exist right now, or the biggest roadblocks to adoption, um, and and what what do you feel like can be done to kind of solve all that? Yeah, I think it's complexity. Um, okay. It's 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 the fact that again, no one really owns this, and uh, and if. If an if an end user OEM really wants to get this done, they they need to jump through a lot of hoops. They need to pay multiple vendors. They need to connect things together and hope for the best that it's gonna work well. Um, and the and the answer to that is actually, if semiconductor companies, which are the basically first step of building an IoT device, mm -hmm. provide some extra services on top of um, their uh, hardware that they are selling. So if they already integrate unforgeable identity, root of trust into their devices, into their uh, pieces, and then on top of that, they provide those trusted services, those th that provide that trust relationship between the, all the vendors involved, then these problems can be solved. Uh, and they are well actually placed. Uh, and funny enough, today I'm at GSA, mm -hmm. uh, Global uh, Semiconductor Alliance. And I can see that a lot of people are talking about, okay, it's it's time for semiconductor industry to go one step ahead of just selling hardware. Right. Some critical services needs to be provided by them to help the ecosystems to move forward. And this is one of them. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, what other, what other conversations are you seeing kind of um, through your travels and conversations with, with total customers? What are, what are you hearing as some of the kind of maybe more advances or things that really are kind of becoming front and center of, of um, problems that are being solved and, and kind of being taken care of to help us kind of move forward in the industry. 
Yeah, uh, uh, it it has been much much better now compared to I don't know like five years ago. Um, uh, there is there is a better understanding of the value of uh, root of trust or unforgeable identities. In in the past couple of months and uh, in recent days, I can see that uh, when we're talking to semiconductor industry about providing that very first layer of trust for their end users as a service, it resonates with them much much better. They they get they get the value they see because now the customer is also asking them about those things. Mm-hmm. So so it seems that the semiconductor industry is realizing that while there is this amazing opportunity around semiconductor and their market on its own is growing very fast and there is this soaring demand of chips, et cetera, right. et cetera. There are other opportunities around that they can unlock with minimum investment, which could help giant ecosystems such as markets, such as IoT to also grow faster. Mm. And then in, and in turn, they also could get more revenue from, from, from those markets. So, so I can see that people are kind of, being more uh, uh, receptive and, and being, sure. yeah, yeah, it's resonating with them. But yeah, absolutely, that's fantastic. Um, look, so we've talked about earlier on. We were talking about the kind of advice you had for companies, but just just generally speaking, what um, what should companies be doing to really protect themselves when they're going down kind of the IoT journey? That they're on, mm-hmm. um, is it really aligning with the right partners and companies? Is there um, kind of a thought process internally that needs to be had? Like just generally mm-hmm. speaking, what what would a company really need to do to protect themselves? I think the, uh, the the very first step, if you're a manufacturer, to to build an IoT device is to don't look at security as an as as an afterthought. It okay. security needs to be needs to be inside the the. the, the the product by design so it needs to be part of the product development basically rather than something that you add on later on because now something bad happened or one of your customer wants something or now right. because now you need you you need to comply uh, be compliant to some standards so you, you have to do it you're forced to do it basically so security by design is the first step you need to think about it as as a piece of your product that's that's the very main thing okay. uh, how to do it is you basically need two main components. You need to look at a uh, root of trust, having unforgeable identities inside your device. And then you need to have that very first layer uh, uh, of, of trust inside your devices. So people can easily deploy and then just focus on value creation. These two are, by the way, are things that we do. So, so we have a root of trust called Qdit and we have that piece of software and embedded tools called Quarklink that easily unify these 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 two things and make it easy for people to uh, to uh, have security by design into their products. So that's that's but that's on the manufacturing side. Now, if you're an end user uh, and want to just deploy and use the IoT, I guess the challenge for you is uh, you need to you need to care about. Edge, edge security, device security. And traditionally, we are only used to enterprise security, which usually is about network security and securing the assets within that network. But when you add IoT to your network, now that device is able to communicate with other services outside your enterprise network. So, so the device security, edge security becomes important. Right. So as an end user, you need to question your vendor whether you can easily establish an end-to-end security 
to any service that you want? Can you control uh, the identity and keys inside the device? Are you able to rekey or renew the certificates inside the device? Are you, as by the way, the last thing I said is required now by IEC 62443. Um, are you able to send firmware update over the air securely to your devices, which is required by IoT California IoT Security Act? Hmm. So these are the bits that you need to be aware and really question your vendor that right. is the device you're selling me has these capabilities. So I don't need to worry about these things anymore. I just deploy and focus on the other side. You mentioned um, root of trust. Can you tell us exactly what that means and um, kind of why that's something to really focus on? Maybe why it's it's hard to create in general. <clears throat> so root of trust and affordable identities are being used uh, uh, in in the in the same meaning. So they basically are synonyms. Uh, root of trust is is a value inside your device that is being created through uh, an intrinsic behavior of your device. So it's actually okay. coming from the fabric of the device. Um, and because of that, if it's done properly, there are, there are multiple root of trust out there, but whether they are really secure or not is, is questionable. What we do is to generate root of trust is to actually read quantum tunneling or process quantum tunneling phenomena inside silicon to generate that root of trust. Um, so, so it comes from some intrinsic processes inside the device that no one knows about uh, and no one can predict. So you can you are able to create these values inside your device that then are random enough and can be used for cryptographic purposes. So later, using that craft, uh, cryptographic purpose, you can verify the identity of your device wherever it is in the field without anyone um, without sharing any secrets with anyone about that device so that's 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 the key thing uh, about root of trust so basically it's an intrinsic value inside inside each device that is random and no one knows um, and it uh, it allows you through some processes to verify or authenticate the device interesting okay great appreciate you kind of explaining that um where do you see the the kind of future of, of iot security going like where do you see the kind of the space moving towards and um just you know, how should we be kind of thinking about the evolution? Yeah. Um, uh, so I believe there's still a lot to be done on the semiconductor industry in order to provide uh, better cryptographic features and uh, and better root of trusts, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you have better hardware security uh, inside the, 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 the parts that, that, that you buy to build your IoT device. I, I believe those, those services, that's for instance, we provide that first layer of, of, of trust uh, uh, now will be provided more and more with, with semiconductor companies to help their end users to be quicker in, in deploying at a scale uh, and, and not worry about security anymore much. Mm -hmm. um, and I think around the corner is post-quantum cryptography, uh, I believe, in a couple of years. Um, we need to start to update our cryptographic blocks inside the hardware. We need to start supporting cryptographic algorithms that are secure against quantum computers, something that is known as post-quantum cryptography. Um, and these standards are already getting there. So NIST standard is about to be announced uh, that uh, specific cryptographic algorithms should be used moving on uh, that are uh, uh, kind of till now known to be secure against quantum adversaries. 
and that will be the next kind of version of security um, in, in the ecosystem that regardless of whether you are an IoT or anything else, if you're using any cryptographic features, you need to make sure it's post-quantum secure. Fantastic. Um, let me ask you this one question. It's kind of just uh, generally speaking when we're talking about um, kind of the state of the industry and stuff like that. Did you notice any change or anything different in the security space during the pandemic? Um, and kind of how did the company kind of handle the growth and or I guess handle the situation and, and kind of come out of it well? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, um, pandemic uh, been a horrible experience for for uh, around sure. the globe for everybody. Sure. Right, right. Uh, when it comes to technology, though, actually, I think it did good. Um, ironically, um, I think pandemic made a lot of people to be uh, um, to think smarter when it comes to IoT to actually mm -hmm. deploy IoT in full meaning of IoT right. to realize the value of connectivity um, um, and value of being able to control. Uh, their their environment and their 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 devices remotely, which basically means IoT. And obviously, at the bottom line was, oh, am I secure in doing so? So, right. so then it brought up the kind of create more colorful environment around security challenges and make people to properly think about how to get things done securely. So, so I think IoT ecosystem and and IoT applications grown suddenly in the past two years. Uh, from uh, digital doctors to digital medical devices to uh, to tracking devices that track their vaccine uh, shipments around the globe for 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 uh, COVID. Um, so suddenly, I, we see a jump into uh, um, IoT applications during the pandemic, which also brought uh, more more focus on on security aspect of it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a very interesting kind of um, in the conversations that I've had over the last number of months, it's been interesting to kind of just uh, understand and, and get different perspectives on how the pandemic influenced businesses in the IoT space, um, not just the companies themselves, but the demand, the shift in use cases, the shift in interest uh, in, in IoT. Um, and yeah, so I was just curious, kind of from a security standpoint, kind of what you all saw and what you noticed. So, so that's fantastic to hear um, that you all been doing pretty well, um, kind of coming out of it. And it sounds like um, a lot of optimism going into the future, which is great. Um, uh, last thing I want to do before we wrap up here is just for our audience out there who wants to learn more, follow up, kind of maybe ask some questions, just generally kind of in that sense of things. Uh, what's the best way to do that? Um, so we, we have uh, amazing white papers on our website. Uh, okay. if, if, if they visit our website, cryptoquantic.com, okay. uh, we, we regularly produce good blogs uh, on the website. Uh, you can follow us on LinkedIn uh, and also Twitter um, too. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and anything exciting new coming out in the future, like in the next number of months that we should kind of keep an eye out for? Uh, of course, I mean we we just announced a couple of very exciting partnerships. One is with Microchip, uh, so now we we have nice. uh, integrated uh, our, our services, the whole unified end-to-end -end security, to Microchip TrustFlex uh, uh, tool sets. So if you're using Microchip secure elements, etc., you could easily deploy um, a Quarklink, um, uh, our our software, and by doing that, you don't need to worry about key provisioning, secure firmware, uh, uh, firmware provisioning, firmware update, rekeying, et cetera. So all, all of that is taken care of. 
Um, we also announced recently a partnership with Andes, which mm -hmm. are a risk five uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, provider, a uh, core provider, which is another exciting kind of environment for us. Uh, risk five, I believe, is democratizing uh, computing uh, or the power of compute uh, for everybody. And it's kind of, I can see synergy between us because we in turn also trying to democratize security or IoT security right. for everyone, yeah. but create something that is agnostic and is unifying all, all bits and pieces and give them freedom. Uh, so yeah, so these are exciting things. We will be in the embedded world uh, on a couple of our partners stands such as Renaissance and Steamark Electronics. So if, if your listeners are around, please come check us out. Fantastic. Well, really appreciate your time. This has been a great conversation. Um, I think you. our audience is going to get a ton of value out of it. And I'd love for us to explore other ways we can we can do content together because I think you guys have some great insights and expertise that our audience can get a lot of value from. So so thanks for, so much for your time and uh, look forward to hopefully speaking again soon. And thank you so much, Ryan, to, uh, for having me. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a future guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.